0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Today's program has been brought to you by TechServe. For more information, visit TechServe.com.
2: We talk about food. We talk about music.
3: With musical dudes. Finger on the pulse. Snacky
2: Tunes
4: The temples that i built for you And I sang songs of praise and love And I, I sang songs of burying you alive And I, see I had
2: to tear it down.
5: Welcome to Snacky Tunes. I'm one half your host, Darren Bresnitz, and I'm the other half your host, Greg Bresnitz. And that might be the best opening we've we've ever had. Thank you. Uh, shout out to uh, Jack and Joe, uh, holding it down in the producing booth. Our, our food guests can't hear it because they don't have headphones, but it is raucous applause. Uh, we're very excited to have the entire crew from Maharlika. Did I get that right? I got that right. Yes, Not nailed it. it. Yep. Nailed it. Uh, First prop, time. The best. Filipino food, possibly the only Filipino food in all of New York City. Guys, welcome to Snacky Tunes.
2: Thank you for having us. Uh, get, get
5: getting real close to that mic. Um, so, why don't you introduce yourselves? Say who you are, what you do. Uh, we'll do it band style. Go around the go around the horn. Uh, I'm Miguel Trinidad, chef at Marlica.
6: Nicole Ponseca, percussion.
5: <laughs> Noel Cruz, six man.
3: Enzo Lim, I play the
2: cowbell.
5: <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, well, welcome, you, welcome. Uh, we are having you in honor of two things: one, we just love your food, and two, because you're going to be hanging out with us June 30th at the barbecue blowout at City Winery. Tickets <laughs> available. at dot com. They are going fast, so get them soon. Rfotpnyc dot com to find. It. So let's talk a little bit about your history. You are one of the, uh, I would say, few pop up to brick and mortar success stories. Uh, in New York City, I know that other cities have had more of the truck to brick and mortar, but not a lot in New York. Let's talk about where you got the idea to do a restaurant in the first place and what that transition was.
6: Well, uh, to be honest with you, the idea sparked many years ago when um, Egg was at uh, I think it was Sparky's on North Fifth. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was a hot dog in stand the hot dog place. Yeah, and they used to do breakfast, and I never forgot that idea. And um, when we couldn't find uh, an investor. I was getting impatient I don't want to wait for money so I approached a guy who had a French restaurant and wasn't open Saturday and Sunday and just like egg I said can we take it over just for the weekends and it, it went from there and really it was about getting Filipino food out there and our culture and not having to have excuses about service or style or ambiance we wanted to just kill it so
5: it's really interesting because you know Mission Chinese started the same way and now they've expanded mm-hmm. what are some of the um Unforeseeable issues of having a restaurant inside of another restaurant.
6: Oh, other chefs? Why? What? What?
5: <laughs> I mean, like, w- was there like was there ever like Monday you get the call and be like, I'm pretty sure you used all my, and then they would list ingredients and like food yeah. costs. Yeah. yeah. No matter how well sectioned off or documented it was.
6: No, it was a nightmare, and we did it at León, and we also did it at Five Ninth. And um, there's issues with, like, health department stuff. I mean, you name it.
5: Oh, like, they're like, oh, uh, that's not our issue. They, they didn't clean <laughs> <Yeah>. up things. <laughs> Those like- aren't
6: yeah. our mice. Okay.
5: <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not here on the weekends. Yeah, exactly.
6: But um, I think the biggest thing is when you have a restaurant and you have the ability to do something seven days a week, that means seven days of prep. When you're doing a pop-up, that means you don't have that time. So, for example, Chef Miguel... He didn't sleep for, like, three days because he was doing the prep for three days and then would have to kill it on Saturday and Sunday. And it was just him in the kitchen in the beginning. We didn't know that we were going to get busy.
5: Were you working out of a commissary at all? No. No, no I was working out of my apartment.
0: <laughs> oh, totally
5: legal stuff. right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's completely legal. But, I mean, there's still not a ton of commissaries in New York, and this was even before that. So. Oh, yeah. So let's They're- talk about F- Filipino food, and for let's lay the base. If you don't know what Filipino food is, what is it?
6: It is not dog, first of all, unlike <laughs> Howard Stern.
5: That we know of. Done,
6: say. We don't do Cocker Spaniel and Rye at this restaurant. But what I will tell you is that it's an honest attempt to fuse Spanish, Malaysian, Chinese, and our American influences when they came through the military and the native food. So you have um, sweet coconut milk, a little bit of chilies, a lot of guisa, which means sauté, like great tropical foods
5: and what is like the like penultimate dish
3: it's tough to say i mean if you ask most filipinos they'll point to a dish called adobo which you can find in many uh, latin cultures as well and the difference being uh, in filipino cuisine adobo consists of your meat or fish or whatever but it's done in vinegar and typically soy and then black pepper you can add um, other things but like such as bay leaf but vinegar is the main component
6: Oh. As a practical use for like when there's typhoons and there's right. no electricity,
3: right.
6: you know that, that stuff can lay down Serving, for like yeah. two
5: weeks and you're still good. <laughs> yeah. so. What's what's the uh, spice range of uh, of the food? How hot how,
3: how get? I think regionally there there are, <clears throat> and I'll defer to Miguel. But there's not a lot of like heavy heat, like laden dishes. It's very very localized in, in region.
6: If anything, the dishes tend to be like one-note dishes. So if a dish is like sweet, it has a heavy sweet note. And the idea is that in the Philippines, we don't eat just one dish. There's like many dishes on the table. So you eat a little bit of sweet, a little bit of sour, and then, of course, all of our condiments.
5: That eggplant dish that you do? <laughs> oh, you the keep, pookie pookie. That, yes. <laughs> it reminds me um, like Jewish liver a little bit. Like, the texture and the taste and things like that. Blank looks around the okay. room. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, it was, okay. I'm just saying, it reminded me of, like, Jewish liver, but it was a dish unto its own. Uh, talk about that dish, because I think it's one of the most popular at your restaurant. Um, it's one of the more popular dishes that we
7: serve at Maharlika. It's um, roasted eggplant, yeah. and we, you know, we roast it uh, on a grill and puree it, add some onions and tomato and some egg. So it's like a smoky baba ganoush. So, yes. Well, can I say just one yes.
6: thing? Um, so puki, there's two meanings. In our restaurant, it's spelled with a Q-U-I, and it's puki puki. But if you say it in Tagalog with a K, it means pussy. So I think our puki puki is the best you'll ever have. When that, you taste it, that's, it's like That's amazing.
5: what I've heard. Very sweet. little salty. A <laughs> <laughs> little fishy, too, but that's well, okay. Like, well, like Jewish liver. Yeah, like Jewish liver. <laughs> so, you know, everybody who comes to New York... Uh, From a different country Or a different area Whether it's Inside America Outside America Or if that Thinks that their Regional cuisine is exciting And wants to make a restaurant And you have done the same But yours is actually stuck And won ton of accolades What makes it about Filipino cuisine That you think People have really embraced?
6: Um, I think For our restaurant It's that It's so unabashedly Filipino Like from our sense of humor On the menu To the use of spam And tang and, and that we finally took modern approach to cooking Filipino food. So instead of these one-pot stews that doesn't create great presentation and the vegetables kind of get like, lost in translation, we really honor each ingredient. Truthfully, honestly, it's about honoring the Filipino culture and food.
5: What's a uh, classic Filipino joke?
3: Yo, mm. that's
2: all you. I
5: <laughs> oh, Cut no. me some slacks.
2: Cut me some slacks. Hey, man, why
5: don't you cut me some slacks <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 uh you are all, all, right. yeah. all
3: right. You're right. <laughs>
2: We're
5: horny, yeah. Oh, is that literally like slacks? As cut a, me some slacks. Oh, okay. All right, that joke is pretty tailored to you guys. <laughs> oh!
2: oh! we're
5: gonna we're gonna take a quick musical break and then we're gonna come back We're we're gonna tone it down a second no we're gonna talk about all the awesome uh you know people who've been shouting you out all the things all the awards that you guys have won in just a short time and uh anything else that we've missed we'll figure out on the musical interlude Man, I need a
1: new computer. I guess I'm going to have to go to the Apple Store. What? Don't go to the Apple Store. Go to TechServe. What's TechServe? I thought Apple Store was the only choice. No, you're crazy. TechServe is so much better than the Apple Store. They're New York's original and still the best Apple computer, iPod, and iPhone store and repair shop. Plus, the store is really cool. you got to go check it out. They're located at 119 West 23rd Street. Well, that settles it. I'm, I'm headed to TechServe. TechServe is a proud sponsor of HeritageRadioNetwork.org. For more information, visit TechServe.com. That's T E K S E R V E.com.
5: We're here with the uh, entire cast and crew, uh, backstage personnel of Ma Harleka from East Village and also in DeKalb Market, Brooklyn downtown. Yep. Well, I went there for the first time two weeks ago. It was insane. I felt this is, I was like, oh, this is what's going to happen when uh, civilization collapses. We'll all be living and <laughs> working out of uh, trailers and like we are now. shipping containers. <laughs> yeah, just like now.
2: <laughs>
7: My own personal favelas. So let's yeah. talk
5: about uh, how you guys, in such a short time, uh, have gotten a ton, a ton of accolades. Starting first with the New York Times calling you an empire in the making, what does something like that do for a restaurant like you or your brand?
6: Um, well, anything from when it's a positive. When anything positive comes from the New York Times, it's something to write home about, you know. So that was that was great to lend some credibility as far as from a a food source. You know, um, Gaya was so great in her review. I, we read it and we, we couldn't believe it. And then people come in from all walks of life that may not maybe even come to the East Village or may not be interested in Filipino food. we got a lot of different age demographics. So it was it was really great for the business.
5: And then Time Out New York, shout out to Jordana Rothman.
6: Jordana! Yeah, love, her. love her! Love
5: her! Who actually introduced... Uh, me to you guys At the Time Out Awards When you guys won uh, For um, Critics' Choice Yeah which And I think she's the critic Who uh, made that choice Love the
3: Philippines Yeah Best mm-hmm. love letter to the Philippines
5: uh, What do you have to say about that? That type of thing I mean someone like Jordana Who's highly respected And you know Her opinion matters greatly In the food world For her to Play her stamp of approval On you guys
3: Well it means a great deal uh, um, it, it just um, Shows that You know There's this There's this sort of uh, I guess organic or intimate bond that you know just develops uh, between you know uh, certain individuals or certain you know movements that it, it's just really it's just a joy to see. It's
5: a beautiful thing.: It's amazing. And again, when you get an award like that, is the next day just busier and crazier?
6: You do see an immediate um, spike definitely you see like tourists even coming in and holding the article with them and saying what's up um what, am I but here? it was what's that am
5: i here yeah is, is this it? it
6: is this it yeah it was it was definitely like that but you know when we set out to do this we wanted to go big or go home if we wanted to just open to ourselves that would have been fine, but that wasn't it. It was to get Filipino food out there, finally. I mean, look, a lot of us in the Philippines, we speak English, we're educated, we come here, we're nurses, military. But why, after all this time, we're just beginning to talk about it? So, did I want to just open and just open to Filipinos? Yes. But I also wanted to cross the food over. So, that was that was huge. It was a big deal. Time out in New York. Definitely. And Huffington Post, right? And Huffington Post um, named us New Cuisine for 2012. Um, and then NBC just recently did a special on us And the segment was pretty big With um, Ali Fedotowski from The Bachelorette And she It was insane She was cooking pig ears with Miguel Dominican chef cooking Filipino food I don't know, I give yeah. up I don't yeah.
5: care. And you're going to be on uh, the cooking channel uh, <laughs> yeah. For Unique Eats this Sunday? Yeah, this Sunday at 10pm We'll be on Amazing. Unique Eats Awesome, and what's the Can you say the dishes? Watch the hands
6: Oh <laughs> yes, Miguel actually has a hand double because it was the first time on TV and he sliced his finger. So you'll see dark skin, light skin, dark skin, light skin. That's okay. yeah. Yeah. but it's uh, featuring um, Filipino food at restaurant, and then five different chefs come in and then they taste it and they critique it. So Amazing. fingers crossed that they dug it.
5: I'm it's sure like they it. did. I think that I don't. I think every. I think just making it on the show, you get talked positively about. Food porn Food porn, All food porn. <laughs> yeah. now, Have you found uh, any copycats Starting to pop up With your rise in popularity I don't think
6: necessarily copycats I knew once we opened the door There were going to be other people That realized you know, it's viable So if I'd be I wouldn't put my money Where my mouth was If I didn't think that Other people would say Let's do this But Maharlika is different The service The style It's it's like one big Family house That you come in and eat So other people will come And kudos to them But Maharlika is Maharlika
3: and It only it only supports what we 're doing the more, the more players there are, the more, <clears throat> the more it gets elevated into a more positive spotlight and with all the recognition, we love it, but it keeps us on our toes and it keeps us really
5: motivated so
6: yeah we 're at roberta 's, and that 's another pizza place, but roberta 's is what roberta 's no, brings okay. you know so i 'm yeah. down for the cause
5: down for the cause What is the cause
6: Filipino food yeah. <laughs> so
5: we 're super excited for you guys coming out June thirtieth, the yeah. uh, second annual block party blowout. Talk to us about the dish that you're going to make. Well, uh, for the Backyard blog, we're doing a take on uh, Filipino
7: salad. Okay. So we're playing around with chayote, which is a summer squash, or pronounced sayote in the Philippines. Some grilled calamari and uh, some frisee oh, with great. a bag on dressing. Amazing. Nice and light and what refreshing. Bag on? What's bag-o-um? Bago on? is fermented shrimp
5: paste. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know if I a can A little funk. Fuck.
2: A little funk for you. Funk, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> uh,
5: we're allergic to shrimp and crab and lobster. We can do so yeah, lot. we'll do it. We'll do put on the side. Yeah. You guys, no, who's better than you guys? <laughs> Nobody. You? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, well, that's great. Well, I can't thank you enough. Oh, I'm sorry. Before I forget, one thing that uh, I also love about you guys is your amazing cocktail program. And the last time I was there, I sat at the bar, and Enzo got me. He got he delicious got me going. Rye drink. De- yeah. Delicious yeah. rye drink.
3: A pineapple.
5: Yeah, it was. Talk to me about the uh, the bar program and uh, what Filipino drinks are like.
3: Well, um, if you go to the Philippines and you go to any bar, um, there's basically a, a list. And it starts in A, ends in Z, from uh, what is it, like an Alabama slammer to the zombie. And they're all just sort of like bastardized versions of the actual real cocktail. So what we wanted to do is at Maharlika is take you know, fresh ingredients as well as um, ingredients that are native to the Philippines, um, and into history such as ginger uh, with like ginger tea, strawberries and blueberries, things like that <clears throat> and take them and present it in a more current format based on classic cocktails. But besides that, we also want to be able to honor and uh, the tradition of bartending, which is being able to customize whatever, you know, your customer needs.
6: And um- also, the names of the drinks are all Correct. named after like our famous actors and actresses, which some of them would be the equivalent of the cast of Cannonball Run, like our Lonnie Andersons <laughs> and Burt Reynolds, and, um, and then some a, a few a listers named put in there too. But it's really great when they come into the restaurant; these like Dom Deluise of the Philippines come in and they get to see their name on a cocktail. I'm really it makes me proud because it was the way I could connect to pop culture was through movies in the Philippines when I was growing up
5: now the one thing that isn't Filipino in the restaurant is the music you play because I was in there and it was like house music and dance music and things like that do you know? Do you ever get down with the Filipino soundtrack or is it just whatever flavor of the day
6: <laughs> we typically play music that would sometimes air in like Philippine malls so we okay. stick to like sometimes mostly 80's class yeah stuff and that we grew up, up with wrong. basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> so things that you'd find on the best of karaoke list is typically what we play
5: amazing well thank you so much what are the uh, nuts and bolts twitter Location website. At
6: Maharlika NYC. You want to spell that? NYC Same website, NYC dot com, and Instagram and all that.
5: Awesome. Uh, well, thank you guys so much. We're going to hang out with you on the thirtieth. What? I got to make an announcement. Okay. Well, I'm going to shout out uh, Jenny and Ava and Lars out in Sweden. Okay. Uh, you're to Snacking Tune. <laughs> Jenny's his girlfriend. For, for the long-time listeners, people know Jenny's his girlfriend. So, um, but before we get to the musical break and bring Reggie on, Reggie on, um, I want to uh, talk Reggie. about Reggie. Ah! Um that in uh, happening this month in. Copenhagen is the 2012 Football Chef Soccer Tournament. Um, it's the fifth one, and Scandinavia's top chefs and restaurants raise funds with a five-a-side soccer tournament and spectacular raffle. Uh, we'll post this up on the Heritage Radio, uh, the Heritage Radio site, but you can win um, tickets to Dinner for Two of Tonoma, Raleigh, uh Bloom in the Park, Albert uh, Unami, and a bunch of other places, and all the profits go to uh, Action Against Hunger. So this is pretty awesome, and We're really excited. Um, Our friend Daniel is putting it on. So uh, if you just go to actiongetshunger.org and search for a food ball, uh, you will be able to find it. live in studio with the amazing master of comedy, music, and now television. Reggie Watts, welcome to Snacky Tunes. Uh, Snacky, welcome. Hello. Hello. Uh, We have been, I think we started trying to get you set this up last summer. No, I think when you were working at EMP. (laughs) Oh, Electromagnetic Pulse. Yeah. Uh, Reggie and I actually met um, during my first event internship ever when I was nothing. My first job was uh, literally. You say when you were nothing? Yeah well you know it's so dark <laughs> hey let's get let's get real um my first real. my first job was to uh take you to dinner at the experience music project oh i remember that and Holy um hey, were- did, did did you get lucky uh i did not get lucky but you were up there for oh. um it was when they turned the emp which Experience the music project over to the city paul allen was like here you go yeah and then i um all of the funding was cut and then um you were there for that children series that Danny Bland set up. That's right. You made children music, and I remember seeing. I was like, "This." I was like, "Wait, what is this guy doing?" And he's. Like, no, I mean, you showed up with a very similar setup, and I was That's like, "Just this." Yeah, and I was like, "Um, I was like, I think this kid's gonna make it." Th- <laughs> and then, uh, and then when we moved into our loft, you were um, staying at our neighbor's house, Jen Dunlap. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah Funlap? Your yeah. stuff was there. Oh Funlap! Yeah. yeah, shout out fun to Funlap and her Four Slap. <laughs> um, so. Um, I'm kind of curious, I mean, what what is your setup? I mean, just to take people through because it's it's so minimal and you do so much with it. Well, um, yeah, I mean, the
7: thing that I've been rocking for a long time is this uh, Line 6 DL4 and they, they, uh, uh, Line 6 came up with this pedal to be a delay Echo modeler. So um, if you if you move the dials in certain positions according to the manual, like, you know, if you there's like four dials. So if you move them in the positions that are listed on the manual, it would imitate an Echoplex from 1974. Then you move the dials a little bit, you're like uh, a, digital, uh, a digital delay from 1986 or something from 1994 or whatever. And so that's what it was for, but it had a looping function on it. And I never use any of the other delay effects. <laughs> I just use the looping function, but it was awesome. It's built like a tank and uh, I Started using it in nineteen, probably nineteen ninety seven. Is this the same one? No, no. Actually, you know, what's funny. Is my original one is in EMP? <laughs> it's in the museum. Wow, really in EMP? Yeah, and my original telephone microphone too that I used. Oh, I love those telephone microphones. Yeah, but I always sang out of the hearing part, not the speaking part. Oh. I- irony, I know. Irony and ebony and ebony. <laughs> uh,
5: so, how did you develop your style? Uh, in uh, you know, we have about three minutes for you to answer that question
7: okay that's it's really easy
5: uh, <laughs> uh,
7: no i uh just now uh, slow if you slow that down
5: and play it in reverse <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> <Yeah.
7: laughs> buy <laughs> our secret reversal mm-hmm. podcast application no um yeah so basically i i, I don't know it was just I, I like a lot of different types of music and i and i would imitate music all, all my life i would do mouth noises and imitate different styles of music and then i lived with um uh two djs brandy westmore um was uh was a good friend of mine who's a badass dj and um and rebecca west and they would play techno and minimal house like yeah all day long so i'd go to bed it was like three rooms it was like kind of like a weird three's three, three, three company type of situation but i would go to bed listening to <laughs> and then i'd wake up in the morning to you know, so it was like constantly, all all day long. I was exposed to it, but I loved I loved it, and I loved dancing too. I was a huge German bass head. I you know I just loved um, every type of electronic music conceivable, and also you know traditional forms, jazz, and stuff like that. So basically, I wanted a way to to channel all of that improvisationally, um, and hopefully have people not be annoyed with that.
5: And when did you start mixing comedy in? <laughs>
7: Like, comedy is something I've always done uh, all my life. I've, you know, I've been a, a class clown, and uh, I uh, would uh, be involved in drama events like school, public school plays, and things like that. And I would, I would be on the playground messing with kids and doing dumb jokes and playing pranks on people. So it was like something that I'd, I'd always done, and um, and so it, it wasn't really a thought of adding it. It's just it was unavoidable.
5: just like time between the the songs like what am I gonna do
7: yeah it's just uh, to me it's just funny to like I love like the idea of someone who's like good at something like throwing it away right like i i, I like i just i've always i've always you know i loved like some watching a track star like totally like come out first like by a second and then go like hey guys what's good you know like just <laughs> something
5: really i don't know i love that transition <laughs> and that juxtaposition uh, why do we hear why do we well, what do you call as a song uh, impro- i mean what are what are we going to hear uh this is a
7: improvised song i'm using a new pe- piece of technology it's never been am debuting it oh, it's Snacky it's exclusive it's uh <laughs> It's a uh, it's a micro-synthesizer, which I've been dreaming about for years, uh, made by a um, a Swedish cat company called uh, Teenage Engineering, and it's uh, called an OP-1, and it's it samples.
5: It does everything. It looks like it's a thing from the Swedish House Mafia video. Yeah. Like, very similar it, it could to be. one. It could be. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a very sexy dream. All right. Here we go. Reggie Watts, live on Snacky Tunes.
7: Thank you. Okay, here we go. I'm going to try doing this. This may sound crappy, guys, so don't worry about it. Who you are as, a, as an individual. Just think of yourself collectively. Okay. And we're going to move over here. Okay. Okay. That's good. Let's check this level over here. Check, check one, two, one, two. Oh, that sounds great. Stand by, moving volume up. Check one, two. Okay, here we go.
5: You are working so hard <laughs> You are really You're really manipulating the sound The uh, shit out of sound, if you will Yeah, yeah, I'm doing a lot of noodling um, A lot of noodling lot of, lot of, But, you know, you're one of the noodlers that I, I actually
7: enjoy watching Oh, thanks, man Yeah, I, I think it was uh, my friend Beardy Man Who's another amazing um, uh, Beatbox uh, Improviser guy And he calls it live production Yeah, And, like, and, uh, and that's, that really is what it is How, how many
5: steps ahead are you thinking? Or do you not? It's a deny that it's just like it just happens.
7: I mean, it kind of just happens. It's more like as soon as I hear the sound, I just start responding to it. So, I mean, I don't know this keyboard very well yet. So, uh, when I when I put up a drum sound, I don't know which kit it is. So, like I'll hit I'll hit it and I'll be like, well, I guess that's what I'm working with, and then <laughs> that'll feel like a, a style of music, and I just go for it.
5: And I feel like your shows are a mix of playing because there are bits that I pick out from times I've seen you before or from your albums. But there's times when it just feels it's totally improv. What, is it a mix of that, or is it more planned out for your performances?
7: <coughs> well, on, a, on a Why Shit's So Crazy, uh, the, uh, some of the songs were studio songs, but they were still improvised. Right. So I just added track. It was just like a studio version of what I did with the luxury of actually stopping and editing something once in a while. But, um, yeah, all of, all of the songs are improvised. I, I just like the idea of being able to generate a song that sounds completely written, um, you know, in the moment and uh, something I've been practicing for ever, but I practice it live because so I, I can't be bothered at home.
5: Um, but I mean, so someone who is like, man, I really love that. That's it, right? There's never going to get a chance that they'll ever see something again.
7: Probably not. Unless unless they, unless it's recorded and someone's like, hey, let's make a track out of that. But well, that hasn't happened there
5: yet. There are definitely moments where I've seen you. I think the last time I saw, uh, there was one section at BEMP from last year. I went shit. I'm never going to hear this again. <laughs> it, makes you, it makes you really be in the moment of your show. Yeah,
7: yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a I, I've got I've I've gotten used to just throwing away stuff. You know, like sometimes there'll be magic moments. I mean, this happened when I was in Seattle. Um, you know, there was a group of musicians that all knew each other, and we would have these jam nights. And my my. Suggestion to the group was that let's try to make songs that sound like they're written instead of just jamming ad hoc like fish style or whatever just noodling all over the place like let's just focus on a part that you like and remember it and come back to it later as a verse and then create a chorus and I'll remember the melody of the chorus and we'll do a, a C section and then we'll come back and we'll end it around like between five and seven minutes and so we used to practice that all the time so I was thinking compositionally improvisationally
5: that's amazing let's talk about the new show Comedy Bang Bang uh oh and um, <laughs> the most important question I think we all have: What's it like seeing your face all over the subway?
7: You know, I haven't seen that yet. And what? Uh, yeah, I, know, I no no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys, I don't ride with the people.
5: So all the people, <laughs> yeah. the normies, yeah, the been normies. Seeing your face on uh, subway billboards everywhere. <laughs>
7: yeah, man. I mean, it's. Uh, you know, a lot of friends have been sending me pictures. The reason why I haven't seen it is like, I like riding the subway, but I, I just haven't been in New York. This is actually my first yeah. week in New York. Thank you for gracing uh, us with your
5: presence. Yeah. Uh, no problem, guys. Uh, uh, how I do, about some uh, bubbly?
7: I do believe you arrived in the North Side. Um, I did arrive in the North Side. Uh, you know what? but what's really dumb is that not my man- my management, my management's is not dumb, but, but they'll, they'll they'll book they'll book me cars, but sometimes sometimes I don't realize how close something is. Oh, so yeah. sometimes I'll jump in the car and they'll be like, "Where are you going?" And then I. Look on the map, and I'm like, "This is
5: ridiculous." Yeah.
7: I mean, I could have ridden my bike here. But well, you it would know, it's one awesome. of those.
5: It's one of those things that we, um, when we are doing bookings on things, it's like when it's something that becomes like where we tried to book you for a while. They're like, "We need a car." We're like, "Fine, we need a car home." Fine, we need this. It's like, "Fine," it's <sighs> like whatever, it, whatever. No, I'm saying like whatever small roadblock it takes just to remove those roadblocks. Yeah. just to get like. you, get a, you here You had a, you had a de- uh, decent ride over.
7: Oh, it was awesome. The guy wasn't very friendly. because no, He, he, he waited a while. He had to wait a while, no. and, uh, and that tends but, to happen. Well, let's
5: let's talk about the show. Yeah. Let's talk about for those. I, I, I've seen Bong, the Amy Poehler episode. Yes. And new episodes are coming out. That's correct. And yeah. uh, how was it? How did it come about? Um... You know, uh, you mean how did
7: uh, the episode or the show or me, what, in, whatever you involved want. in the show? Pick, pick well, the most interesting point. I'll give you the condensed uh, yeah. the evolution. Uh, so Scott Ackerman of uh, Mister Show Fame and uh, Between Two Ferns Fame and other fames, but those are the, the most interesting points um, along the road that people would know. But um, he started uh, started a, started a, a show um, called uh, Comedy Death Ray. Comedy Death Ray uh, started as a show show where they would have uh, a lot of great comedians be a part Part of a lineup and then that turned into a podcast that podcast became really popular um the show became popular at ucb in la and then uh i started doing the show ucb la but i started at scent which was see you next tuesday which was like <laughs> the show that you do before you're accepted to the show oh yeah uh, so it's like farm three. What's that? Farm team? Yeah, 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 basically. Little Iron yeah. league. They were just like, hey, let's take a look and see what we got here under the rocks. But, um, and then I got invited to do that, which was a huge honor, and I started doing that. And then he asked me to do his theme song. I did a theme song. And then uh, the, he changed the name to Comedy Bang Bang. And I had to do a new theme song. And Amazing. then IFC was like really... Uh, they got a new uh, new kind of basically new structuring for their leadership and uh, a guy named uh, Dan Pasternak um, was a big fan of what I was doing and uh, and he was also a huge fan of Scott so he approached Scott and said hey can you take your podcast and make a visual version and I'm sure Scott was already thinking that so right. the two minds m- met and then they were like oh how about Reggie as like a musical sidekick kind of guest dude and then suddenly IFC was backing this program and he was able to call in all those favors from all those years and get like all these amazing no the talent lineup is incredible incredible. I mean
5: the make music like making music segment is like really you got all those people to come and do it it's crazy because those people were not
7: informed I don't think oh, of yeah. of what they were doing, so they would be on set, and some, some they'd be like, uh, "Excuse me, Amy, would you be interested in doing a little, um, a little uh, kind of musical uh, thing with uh, uh, Reggie?" You know, and then she'd be like, "Oh, yeah, oh, yeah sure, yeah. why not?" You know, they don't know what they're. Oh, gonna you're, oh, you're
5: going to back me in a corner like this? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, no problem. Yeah, basically, was, uh, yeah, yeah,
7: basically. W- Weird Al was on, or he's coming on we- up. Weird Al, yeah. How was that working with Weird Al? Weird Al's amazing um, I mean he's part of the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing really you know, direct well, influence well the parody the parody song stuff I just right. remember when I was a kid and I was really into Michael Jackson and suddenly um, fat uh, I mean uh, not clean I always say clean it because that was the my response to eat his it? response eat it yeah, yeah. so um, so eat it came out and I was like oh the video looks really similar they've got similar jackets and clothing and it's the choreography but it's funny and uh, and I was really big into parodies and so that's that and Michael Winslow those were like my two kind of forays into comedic songs you might be the only
5: person who has weirdo Yankovic and michael winslow as direct influences <laughs> and it totally makes sense
7: yeah i mean yeah completely i mean but yeah but he, he was great it was an honor to meet him and on that same episode was um tenacious d oh yeah so it was like in the same room with you know all
5: of those guys it was it was so, heavy I mean, they really did pull out all the stops for guests how oh many, man how many episodes did you shoot 10 and like you just like let's just get all 10 in there <laughs> yeah i mean they
7: they rocked everybody they were gonna have a bunch more guests but some of the guests were just unavailable you know they wanted to do well, it hopefully, but they're say, they're uh,
5: gonna... season two season two we'll see. see let's do another song and then we'll come back and we'll talk about food
7: all right let's do another song okay this is a song that i did a long time ago and this is about people who have a difficult time adjusting to where they could go and where they could be. So, without further ado, I think I whole lot to take a chance to do this. Hey. Yeah, what's up? I was just wondering, could you come... Yeah, please turn off the reverb. Okay, here we go. (laughs) On a plate with a knife What you gonna do when you get married Your wife, she always staring at you With those googly eyes But never would you do it if you had to despise Who you was in the first place Listen, you gotta learn to accept the grace of the But you would never do this, yo. Yeah, come on. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs)
5: <laughs> Thanks all you guys Yeah, We just brought a- We just brought all of Roberta's in here There's a thousand people in here You get like little contact mics On all the tables yeah, in the restaurant yeah. With an applause sign Man that is That is just staggering to watch um, <laughs> So uh You're a man who seems like he enjoys life <laughs> <laughs> What would you say that year is your normal choice of uh, food and beverage, both here and on the road? Feb-ridges? Um <laughs> I think
7: uh, on the road? I mean, I, in an ideal world, it would be salads, a lot of salads. I, my friend last night, uh, uh, Danielle Florio of Whisk and Ladle. Um, she, uh, she. Oh, I made, love Danielle. Yeah, she's yeah. awesome. Um, and she made this incredible salad that was just... I think it was. I think it was a, arugula, maybe a couple other greens, some really amazing um, goat, like a chevre. Um, chevre, yeah, some of the chevre, uh, and Sorry, uh, a sesame oil dressing, and some uh, some kind of a root thing, like a, a pumpkin of some sort. And the mixture of it was completely. It didn't. It didn't taste uh, like Northern American, and it didn't taste European, and it didn't taste Asian. It was like this crazy weird like i don't know amazing flavor and we couldn't stop eating it and there was also a little bit of i think quinoa in it as well it was amazing quinoa just a sprinkling sprinkling um but yeah i like salads and i and i really like um i like health foods mostly um just anything that's like clean like a clean piece of protein nice fish or um nice piece of chicken on occasion um do you yeah. find do you find time to cook or are you too busy you know i used to i used to cook um and uh, and and I used yeah I used to cook all the time, but uh, I haven't done so in probably fifteen years. So. Oh, okay.
5: oh, 15? 15 years. Fitting, fitting. Have you, have fitting. You, has your uh, oven and things like that turned to a storage space? Things like that. I should actually. Thanks for, for thanks for suggesting that. Toons helpful hints. When you're not <laughs> when you're not cooking, turn it into storage space. Um, one last thing I want to ask you before we make sure we have time for this thing is yeah. um, you were in the hot chip video. Yes. How did that come about? Um, <laughs> that was, a way, well, you know, Peter
7: Serafinowicz, he directed, um, I think it's, it was a second video or third video, but, um,
5: wait, the new hot video. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Yeah. He, um, I, I became friends with Serafinowicz through a guy named, uh, Mr. Hopkinson, who does really interesting things. You check him out. Um, he's from Bristol and, uh, this genius AV guy. And he, so, so he introduced me to Peter Serafinovich. I fell in love with the Peter Serafinowicz show, um, which I was watching on the internet all the time. And it was just Killing me. And then I got the chance to actually meet him uh through his brother and my manager knows his brother. And um wanna shout out your manager? James, yeah. Thank Olivia you. Wingate. Olivia, wherever you are, here you is. A
5: well, shout out to Sheila for
7: setting this all up too. Oh yeah, Sheila's Sheila Thank you, Sheila. Sheila is the human. Yeah, yeah she's uh she's incredible. she's in Austin and I'm gonna be spending a lot of time in Austin doing some mm. projects. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh yeah, so one thing led to another and I got to meet Peter and he came to a show and then we we just kept in contact with one another and uh, he's a total absolute genius and it's an honor to work with him and he he's like, Hey man, you wanna be in this hot chip video? I was like, I guess, I don't know and he's like, Terrence Stamp might be in it and and I was like, Terrence, you mean Zod from the Superman movie? And uh and uh, yeah, and so I did a, a remote shoot in New York. I uh, had like a, a little space of time, and I got, went to the studio and, and shot this little scene. And then he put it together really quickly. And I think it's an awesome video. I, think I love it. I think
5: it's awesome. The What's dancing the name of the song? is it's night and day. It's Incredible. A, yeah, it's really good. the whole record is actually the whole record's great. Flutes has like been on repeat for yeah. They're they're That's a, a track. They're amazing. The, the they're prolific. I was I was listening. But you to- always know what you can get with their records. You're gonna get like a few ballads, yep. and then jams, and like yeah. you just know. Uh, I and love how you- they do ballads. You do you do some ballads too. I do ballads. Yeah, I like ballads. What's, uh, I mean, is the art of the power ballad still alive? You know, the power
7: ballad for me sounds like uh, something that you kind of have to use it in a funny way. Um, I mean, ballads are good. I mean, they're they're good, but most of the time, if you're playing on the piano um it just I always defer to comedy just because it it just it, it hearkens is that. it a
5: wall is it a protective wall <laughs> it's a protective
7: <laughs> firewall it's a social firewall
5: uh, uh. <laughs> so uh last question before we get your nuts and bolts in one last song uh, yeah Dream Collaboration Alive I love that band
7: <laughs> um no uh <laughs> dream, dream Collaboration the album Alive is amazing no um <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know You know I, I'm a big Image and Heap fan um, But uh, It would be interesting To to work with Tune Yards I don't know what She I don't, I've never met That her. would actually be Really That would be,
5: yeah. um, d- wait, like, Dueling, looping It's like the yeah. modern version of dueling banjos With a uh, guest yeah. By uh, Owen Pallett You could have all uh, Who's Owen Pallett? Uh, Final Fantasy Oh He does yeah, that all, He does all the Footwork with the violin It's like it's yeah. essentially the same thing So the three of you In a room together I mean it, it, it could be great But it's also one of those things Where you're like If we get
7: people Who are good at what they do In one <laughs> room You know yeah. <laughs> It doesn't necessarily mean. It's but good I, but, I, but like, I, th- I think she would be she's, I mean she seems improvisational Even though she's structured But um, Yeah she's great yeah, I would love to work with I don't know Great That would be amazing too, actually. actually Yeah I would I, You know I, I, you know, Matthew Hammerline's Another great looping artist guy and Is
5: there anybody That you would like to make music for And them do ghost, ghost, uh, guest vocals for you?
7: Oh man! I mean, I would love to produce a track. I you know I love um, St. Vincent's voice is great, but she's kind of got it covered.
5: Dude, <laughs> but, she has a new record coming out with David Byrne. Like that's kind of just like the crowning achievement, right?
7: Well, she's our new. She would hate me saying this, but I think it's a huge compliment. She's our she's our our generation's uh, Kate Bush. Like how how I mean, would she hate that? I don't know. I mean, I, you know, people huge, hate being compared to other uh, people. I'm
5: my own person.
7: Yeah, of course, and she is completely one hundred percent. She's not. She's not Kate Bush, but However, she has the effect. She, <laughs> yeah. she because like I often look for those icons in right. current. I'm just like, well, who would be the equivalent of Jimi Hendrix and who would be the equivalent of uh, Fleetwood Mac? And uh, unfortunately, only about ten percent of those old equivalents exist today as a new form. That,
5: that's fair. Um, all right. Well, thank uh, you for who, joining. Who, are, who Who are you, the new of? Um, I'm I'm probably
7: uh, oh I'm probably the new Antonio Banderas. Oh, of, course. <laughs> like,
5: of course, that's of what course. I'm guessing. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, we want to thank you. What, what's uh, people want to follow you, find out about shows, watch the new TV show? Where's all this? Um, ReggieWatts.com.
7: Um is one place. Uh, Twitter is where I announce a lot of shows. Uh, so Twitter is just at Reggie Watts, and uh, Instagram is at Reggie Watts, and or Reggie Watts, well, however that starts. What's your here, Instagram
5: feed like? What are we talking about?
7: Um, it's like my Tumblr feed, which <laughs> is situationist.tumblr.com, but it's um kind of taken over because it's so it's much easier to put. F- but I just take pictures of things, and I never put captions. Oh, interpretation. Yeah, I just I just like I like the idea of people just seeing the image for the image and then maybe they'll figure it out
5: awesome alright well we're to thank you we're gonna have one last song Maharlika thank you so much thank you, thank you. you. if you guys want more pizza when well, I'm gonna so it cool. home I don't know I'll, I'll probably take June it home June 30th uh, barbecue at City Winery um, go to citywinery.com or fotpnyc.com for tickets tons of announcements coming up in the next weeks and then the Snacky Tunes tons live tons of announcements tons Thousands. I don't even about. know what we're doing. Uh, and then Snacky Tombs Live Volume 2 comes out um, oh, and G- June 26th. And we're DJing the Northside, shout out to all them, closing party at Nighthawk on Thursday night. So get your tickets now. Nighthawk. You might be able to actually meet us in person. But you probably won't you Probably, to. Yeah, you probably won't, won't. That's how dark it gets.
7: Yeah. Guys, their voices match how good looking they are.
5: Yeah, but the covers don't match the drapes. Oh. <laughs> You're talking about your, your armpit
7: here, aren't you? Huh?
5: Here we go. Reggie Watts, live with Snacky Tunes. <laughs>
7: Yeah, got up in the morning, yo Had to brush my teeth and shit, yo Had to do a lot of shit, know what I'm saying? That's how we do this Yo, this ain't LA, yo Some people think New York is just like LA But they wrong and shit because the topography is totally different. The geography, the weather systems, the microclimates are totally different. There's a huge influx of different types of people and shit. Know what I'm saying? So anybody who thinks that L.A. is exactly like New York or New York's exactly like L.A., those motherfuckers are just wrong and shit. Know what I'm saying? And that's a huge thing. They're talking about it on CNN and shit. Deal with this shit. Know what I'm saying? Yo, yo. Yo, I didn't grow up in New York, but I watched Taxi a lot, and that basically gave me everything I need to know about New York and shit. That melancholy theme song with that taxi going over that bridge, yo, that's everything, man. That's New York, you know what I'm saying? Yo, New York is a confluence of different events. Most people can never even claim that they even lived here and shit, but that's okay. That's just the nature of New York. You think the Native Americans think that the locals are local? Think again, motherfucker. <laughs>
2: Yo. York Yo. New York New York City, New York City, Yo.
7: Yo. 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 Hey, 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 go, tax me, 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 go, go, tax
4: Jamie Campbell's in New York City. What you gonna do when they call your names Gonna do some stuff like you're in New York City.
2: New York, 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 New York,
8: New York, New York, New York.
7: Feel that, yo. Get it. Come on. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, New York City,
8: city. Uh, ah Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, New York City, city. ah ah Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, New York City, city. ah ah Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, New York City, city. Brook, 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 bro Brooklyn, 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 Brooklyn. Brook, Brook, Brooklyn.
7: There's more to New York City than Brooklyn, I know that stuff, but if you say Brooklyn, it automatically unifies people in a very strange way, even if they live in Queens and stuff, or maybe the East Village, or maybe the West Village, there's no point in going anywhere above 14th Street. Yo, getting across the city is really tough, but if you leave in the kind of area that has a cross-town line, you're really lucky and shit. Know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to go up there, but they have to, because business is up there and shit. Know what I'm saying? Yo, when my Soho hangers, my Soho hangers, Soho's really weird, because I don't know how to navigate soho hangers soho hangers lots of thin tall people walking around apple stores what the fuck they doing them clowns gotta get some pistachios at a market that's overpriced and shit come on let's do this yo you ever been to that one place no i never been to that one place do you know about that other place i don't know about that other place do you know that new place i don't know about the new place did you hear about the place it's about to open yeah did you hear about the place it's gonna close yeah did you hear about that one place ah it doesn't matter it's about to
8: old dog. brooklyn Brooklyn New York New York City City 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 Brooklyn 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 Brooklyn